Hey, what's going on, Purpose People? We want to welcome you to our Path to Purpose podcast, man. I'm your host, Dustin Robinbark, and with me, as always, Mr. A.J. Howard. Say what's up, A.J. What's up, world? Hope everybody out there is having a moto-go kind of day, baby. Absolutely. Let's go. Now, the purpose of this podcast is to let everybody listening to this thing know that it's not that deep. And when I talk about it, I'm talking about life. Everybody wants to wonder what their calling is. What is their purpose? Listen, guys, your purpose is where God has placed you right now for impact, and you are thankful through obedience. So I need you to tune in. I need you to open your ears, and I need you to listen up. And more than that, I need you to keep that let's go energy. And always got to have that mo to go energy. Look, it's time to get right, get live, and get with it, baby. Let's go. Come on. All right, AJ, how we doing tonight, man? Doing good, brother, man. Life's good. Been busy with baseball, school. Springtime's always a sprint, man. But, you know, we we getting down to the nitty gritty, baby. Man, how's your week been, man? How's it going so far? Oh, man, the, the week's been awesome. And I think that's the spin off the weekend. You know, we was able to spend time up there in Atlanta together this weekend um, at Ford and here in uh, – ET talk, man, and just being able to fellowship and worship and hear the message. So that set the tone, man. You know, most Mondays are dragging around and, you know, a struggle to get up and get going. But, you know, this Monday was thank God it's Monday, baby. We get another day that uh, that weekend fuels definitely was important, baby. That's it, man. And so it's always fun going to Atlanta, man, and uh, getting to hear the man of God just get up there. Uh, and do what he does, which is encourage, man. And I think we all need encouragement. And so uh, with that, that's that's the main goal for uh, our, our, our podcast. And so now uh, we're moving on in uh, with our podcast. And so I'm going to I'm going to start saying instead of episode four, five and six, man, we're we're just out with a brand new episode, man, because when are we going to stop this? Nobody knows. We're just we're trying to give them the good stuff. That's it, baby. We always got more to go. We can't Mo stop. That's it, man. And so, you know, one thing we were talking about kind of right before we hopped on 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 this podcast, we were just talking about those relationships, bro, those relationships that were forming out there with people. And, and you know, for us, it's important to, you know, um, it, you as a coach, it's important for you to build relationships um, with, with other, um, other coaches, right. It's important for you to build relationships with, uh, your students, right. To build rapport with your colleagues and coworkers. Um, and, and also, man, I want to encourage folks to also be, um, you know, building relationships with the type of people that you desire to be, man. If you feel like, that there's more to go inside of you, man. Why are you continually putting yourself in environments that are subpar? Does that make sense? Exactly, exactly, man. You become uh, the environments and the people you hang around. I mean, that that's, you know, proven over time and time again, man. I, we all have been in moments in life and, you know, hit phases. We get some momentum. Life's going good. We got it figured out. 
And then, you know, you get around a group of friends that you ain't hung out with in a while. And, you know, the good thing about the Lord, man, is he puts stuff on your spirit and your soul and you just know. And it's like, hey, I'm going back into this room and this room running real good to me. Uh, I, I, I got to put it down and move on. And, you know, it's always you, you definitely need to, you know, hang around people that you want to be like that push you, that challenge you, that question you and hold them. Most importantly, man, it's like tonight I sent off um, me and my Troy teammates. We are doing we do a guy's trip every summer and uh, we're all, you know, they're they're on this fitness kick now. I'm like, bro, I've been on this thing since we was like 10, uh, yeah. but glad you own the train. Um, but we do like a check-in every month and I sent off, you know, my, my body composition that I got done at Southern Nutrition. And, you know, one of my buddies was like, man, it's awesome that you do this because it keeps everybody accountable. And that's the biggest thing in your relationships, whether you're dating, married, friendships, working relationships, man, when you hang around cats that keep you accountable day in and day out, you got no choice but to get better, man, because um, iron sharpens iron, man, and that's the kind of rooms and relationships and environments you want to get in. You know, I'm glad you mentioned the word accountability because, um, you know, in my line of work uh, where I travel and I speak and I go and I, uh, I'm, I'm pouring into a lot of people, man, if I am not putting myself around people, right, that hold me accountable, you're kind of fleeting uh, out there in this world and you're just kind of off to your own devices and that's a dangerous place to be. And so tonight, what I really want to discuss is this idea of run the play, okay? So many of us, we have uh, goals, dreams, ambition, drive, and the point of this podcast is to speak purpose over you, is to allow people to know that you can, should, and, and will be able to live out your purpose if you give it your best shot. If you put yourself in what I call miracle territory time and time again, and in miracle territory, it gets uncomfortable. It's putting yourself in situations where you have to step to the plate. All right. Now, for anybody who's ever played baseball, I have never been no D1 athlete. None of that. I'm not, you know what I'm saying? I've struck out more times than I've ever done anything. But one thing that scared me to death about baseball when I did play, probably while I sat the bench a lot, <laughs> but was stepping to the plate. You know, that ball's coming at you 100 miles an hour, you know, and, and you can't, all I see is a white dot. I have no idea what I'm swinging at, man. And so, but, um, you, you know, so many of us, we are afraid of that so much so that we won't even step to the plate. Uh, and I want to encourage someone tonight to run the play. What is it in your uh, sphere, right? What is it in your um, uh, heart that you really want to do. And then we have to put a plan together. And hopefully after tonight, you can sort of begin to put that plan together, step to the plate and run the play. Exactly, man. You know, and as a coach, when, when you text me earlier today, uh, and you know, over the weekend talking about this week's podcast and talking about running the play, man, that, that's so true. Um, and you know, I think a lot of it is like you were talking about as a baseball player, you know, uh, there's, there's a reason a lot of cats do the basketball and football thing. Cause they don't like getting in that batter's box. Um, because I think the biggest thing 
Uh, it's not the fear of striking out. It's the fact when you get in that box, you don't have control. And as a pitcher, I love this. The pitcher has control. You don't know if he's going to dot you up in the head or throw that thing down the middle. Um, so you're at the mercy of where this ball goes. And I think that relates a lot to life. Why people don't step up to the plate is they want ultimate control. And ET hit on this this weekend, right? You know, step out of the comfort zone and into mm. the college zone. And I think that that is the holdback for a lot of us in life. Um, is the fact that we want to do things that we're comfortable with, that we have control. But when we step in that box, you know, everybody loved T-ball. Everybody and their mama played T-ball because the ball's on the tee. You can't get hit in the rib cage. But when's everybody start dwindling out, bro? Kids pitch, JV, high school, and onward because that ball's coming a lot faster. And I've personally been hitting the jaw by 97. And it wasn't fun. I don't want that on my worst enemy. Um, but you don't have control over what's going to happen unless the ball is exactly close to where it needs to be and you can hit it with the bat. And I think stepping into that calling, you got to let go of all comfort and you got to let go and let God take control, bro. That's really where you get the energy and the bravery and the courage to run the play. And a lot of times when you do run the play and you let go and let God, man, it's like, what was I fearful of in the first place? Because he's already planned your life out for you. To be successful, failure is not in your DNA. You know, and I want to tell you, you know, if we're if we're afraid to step to the plate, we're really afraid of failure, right? We're afraid ultimately, you know, failure, failure is a part of that. Whether we're afraid of getting hit, whether we're afraid of striking out, whether afraid of getting out, whatever it is, we're afraid to fail. And so the Bible, man, in in James chapter one, starting in verse two, powerful verse, man. It says, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Mm. Running the play produces perseverance, bro. Being able to put yourself in a situation to get hit, all right? Putting yourself in a position to be tested, to be tried. Nobody wants to get in a car, right, and, and buy that car and take it off the lot and put their children in it and go on a road trip if that car has never been through a series of tests. Nobody wants to do that for a leader that's never been tested. And so when I tell somebody, uh, get off your butt and run the play, I mean, put yourself in miracle territory that's uncomfortable knowing good and well you're going to take some hits. When I decided that I was going to leave uh, my job, my quote unquote nine to five, everybody knows like ministry is not just nine to five. You're doing all <laughs> kinds of crazy different things, different hours. But I want to tell you like whenever I did, all right, and whenever I did leave offshore in the oil and gas industry and I decided, hey, to give this thing a run in ministry and then moving into speaking, um, I had to... I had to basically uh, put my fears and my pride aside, right? And I had to be willing to put a plan together. And in the oil field, we had this old saying, plan your work, work your plan. That equivalates to what are you going to do and run the play, right? 
basically like a horse, all right? With horses, we put those blinders on a lot of times to where we can't be distracted. The Bible says that your faith produces perseverance, man. Let perseverance finish in its work so that you may be mature, complete, and not lacking anything. Those trials that come, those hardships that comes, that pain that comes with starting something new, with putting a plan into action and running that doggone play, it causes you to become mature to where you don't even need the blinders anymore. I, I told, we talked about this last week. I'm so far from just, just beginning that I'm focused on becoming, bro. All of those distractions of like, um, he said, she said, negativity, being a slave to money, being a slave to that, to women, uh, bro, miss me with that. I'm I'm on something completely different. I don't even need the blinders anymore because that maturity has started to develop. Does that make sense? Exactly, man. And you know, when you go through it, you grow through it. And that that that's one thing that I tell, you know, players and people that I train and just, you know, people in conversation, man, when you go through it, you grow through it. Um, you got to go through those valleys. Um, to learn. Um, you don't learn anything when you're just born into success and you never hit no valleys and you never face adversity and you never had to mature emotionally, mental, mentally, spiritually, physically. Um, I was like, if that was the case, everybody and their brother would make it to the league, right? Because you ain't got to face failure. It's just this rainbow land, happy life. And I'm like, you know, failure, man, is is a great teaching tool. Um, and when you go through it, you grow through it. It teaches you life lessons. It teaches you, you know, that, hey, I moved like this and this happened. I can't do that again. But more importantly, man, and I, I'm big on this every day, man, in my personal life and just have been this way, man, pretty much my whole life. Like, yes, you're going to fail, but you survive. It may have been bad. It may have been scary. You may have felt helpless and hopeless, bruh, but you survived it. And that's what I always tell people, like, find you find, you gain. You don't find it. You gain it. Like, it's like the Lord testing you and showing you, bruh, like, you are stronger. I made you stronger than you ever thought you could be. Mm. There is strength in the struggle. And, you know, a lot of people want the strength without the struggle. And I'm like, you're just always going to be weak, either physically, because you ain't pushing your muscles to failure to grow. Um, or you're going to be weak emotionally, um, because when something don't go your way, you're going to break down and, you know, go whine and complain and find an excuse. Um, you're going to be weak spiritually because you're not going to have that mustard seed of faith to understand this may be dark. This is scary right now, but I know who created me and I know who's got me and I'm going to get through this. And I tell people every day, bro, I'm like, you are standing here right now. So you have survived 100% of your darkest days. Those nights where you couldn't close your eyes, those mornings you didn't want to get out of bed, you survived them. So let's go. Let's find strength. Let's let's wake up excited because you're still here. Look, man, you talked about something I, I really felt in, in my spirit that I needed to say to somebody. You said there's strength in the struggle. Um, that that 
that is so that is so powerful, AJ. Because here's here's what I think's happening in in a lot of places. Um, I need somebody to hear that there's strength in the struggle of moving forward, right? There is strength in the struggle of gaining endurance and perseverance. There is not strength in the struggle of being stuck, okay? Now, now there are seasons in life where you are going to be stuck, okay? You may be in a season right now where it's like, I really want to do this thing, but I've got, I've got kids, I've got bills, I've got all of that. How do I, how do I do that? Okay. Okay. All right. That's where the importance of a coach comes in. That's where the importance of your alliance, who you align yourself with. For me, I want to walk with giants. I want to walk with people who are so doggone far ahead of me, who are so doggone far past me, man, that it's just that 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 it's it's almost impossible, right? For me, for me to run with. That's how I know but God, right? And so that's how I know, but God. And, and so seeing all of those people uh, who have faced obstacles and gone and overcame uh, and gone out and helped to change the world, man, there's something powerful, strength in the struggle, but don't struggle just to do it. Don't just sit in your pain, in your hurt, in your fears, right? There's nothing strengthening about that. And so I don't know. I just I felt like I had to get that off of my chest because I think a lot of times we're afraid to go back to school, man. Whatever it is, I'm afraid to do it because that's going to be something that is going to take me 12 more years to do, AJ. And I count the number of years I'm alive. And then I think 12 years, that's a lot. And, and that's just, I don't know, man, but here's the thing that 12 years is going to go by whether you're in school or not. And look how much further you would be if you went ahead and got that PhD, man. Amen, brother. Amen. And, you know, if you, if you think about it like that, and that is, that is a great reference. You said, man, you know, it's like, think about 12 years getting in school. Yes. The PhD is hard. Yes. The grind, you know, balancing family, academics, work, all that is a struggle, but you will grow through it because you're growing through it. And I tell people that, you know, it's like, oh, I, I had a buddy, man. He wanted to be a nurse practitioner. And I was like, okay, you know, school's X amount of years. I said, think about where you was six months ago. And he was like, you're right. I said, you weren't even thinking about doing it. And now you already signed up for classes. You're already in it. Where are you going to be six months from now? I'll be done with my, my first semester. All right, six months. Oh, I'll be done with my second semester. And I was like, time's going to pass either way, whether you do it or don't. But in that time frame you have, are you going to run the play? Are you going to execute? And in 12 years from now, are you going to have something to show for it? Six months is going to come. Six months is going to go. And you have the opportunity to do whatever you want to with that. Um, but a lot of folks, man, they sit there and like, well, that's too long. I'm like, 
the time's going to pass, Lord willing. If you're here to see it. I said, and who are you to sit here and assume that you got 10 more years on this earth? Who are we to assume that we're going to get tomorrow? You ain't God. You just need to you just need to let go, let God and go. If you got in, and this goes out to any kid, teenager, adult woman, man, whatever dream you got, whatever desire you have in your heart, that ain't by accident. That's mm -hmm. just something that the Lord put in your DNA. And how are you gonna look in the mirror and realize, bro, tomorrow ain't promised? You, Kobe, Kobe thought he had time. RIP to the goat, but it, it's just like we're playing this game with our life because we're scared to run the play. And it's like, yes, that four-year degree, it's four years of your life. That four years, Lord willing, is going to come. So you're either going to take action or you're going to stay stuck. But stop playing like you're God and assuming you're going to be here four years from now. Just go. Let me talk to the person who has been doing what he feels like or she feels like she should be doing for the past 12 years, man, but she's gotten she's gotten stuck, all right? And and he's gotten stubborn, right? And yes, you may be called to that that you are doing. I'm going to tell you something right now. Being a school teacher, brother, that is a calling with a big purpose. All right? Mm -hmm. Being a uh, 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 being a, a educator of, of any kind, being, you know, a, a mayor, being a, a doggone janitor. Let me tell you, I've seen janitors, man, do some amazing things, change some dynamics of some schools just by their generosity and their culture. But let me tell you something. Here's what happens to a lot of us. We get tired. We get stuck. We get stubborn. All right. And I want to tell you the way that you operated. Okay in 1984 is not the way we operate in 2023. So many leaders, so many people uh, uh, hit a plateau. They, they get stuck from moving forward because of this idea of everybody's got to conform to me and I will not conform to you. And so that again is that dangerous place uh, that that I believe we might have talked about before. That's that dangerous place that you don't want to play with that because yes, there's strength in the struggle, but you being a negative person by the water jug all the time, complaining about the employees around you, you being a negative person all the time, talking about administration, talking about the higher ups, talking about the people below you and how much you're and how much smarter you are. You are stuck, my friend. And there's not strength in that struggle because I want to tell you something. You're just sitting in the rain. And guess what? Even dogs have sense to get out of the rain. Exactly. Just bathing in misery, man. And you know, that, that, that's so true. And one of the biggest pet peeves of mine, and you, you know, you hear it in older style leadership and seminars and, you know, businesses and teams is, well, that's just the way it's always been. Mm. Well, mm. that's just the way it's always been. And you got people complaining why don't we dive in and try to change and adapt and grow and do something different? Well, you know, that's just the way it's always been around here. That is the biggest pet peeve of mine. If you come at me with that, I'm going to say, you don't really want to be great. You okay with being a five? That's a five. Don't complain that you ain't a seven, eight, nine, or 10. Just say, I'm okay with being a five. And if you're okay with that, 
cool, but don't waste my time talking about, I want to be great. I want to do this. We need to do that as a goal, as a company, as a team. Like, no, you're not. That ain't what you want. You're okay with being a five because you ain't willing to change and release and let go and adapt and grow. You know, being great, man, being great. Let's talk about that. Being great is not just shiny stars and accolades, right? It's not just trophies and just uh, being held up high. Being great is all about wherever you are and who you are. It's about who you're becoming in the process. Where God has placed you for impact and you are thankful through obedience, right? From the janitor to the CEO, your job is to motivate, inspire, and empower everyone around you to be the very best that they can be. And the best way to do that is become the very best leader or person that you could be. Exactly, exactly, man. And that that goes back to what we talk about is you know, I, I, I've, I've always, my mom, you know, like I told you, bro, my mom had me at 16. So, and it was just me, her and my sister for a while. Like one of the greatest values that I hold dear. I remember being a kid here in, you know, in elementary school, folks talk about the janitor and da, 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 da. And even as a kid, man, I would get mad at my classmates. Cause I'm like, this dude's going around cleaning up our campus. Like, you know, Mr. So-and-so, like I always would talk to the janitor, my teachers, my coaches, my principal, whoever with the same dignity. Cause at the end of the day, bro, we all human and we all go through it and we all try our best, hopefully each and every day to get up and get after it and go. And, you know, we got to keep working to try to make ourselves better. And I think that's something that's lost um, in this world is we're so quick to judge Man. and talk instead of uniting and trying to empower and make each other better along the way, man. You know, um, big shout out to my man, uh, Nate Patterson, man. Uh, and, and you may know Nate. Um, he, he's with Dothan, man, just a phenomenal, phenomenal guy, but he has a hashtag that he hashtags everything with, and I love it. And he hashtags love wins. And Nate has dedicated his life, man, to serving the next generation and uh, the youth of the next generation and really taking, you know, uh, you got to understand, man, that one in four students uh, across this great nation live in single parent homes or fatherless homes. Man, that's tough. That's hard, man. And so they need that male presence in their life. They need that man. And here's what Here's what blows my mind, okay? I look at someone like Nate who has dedicated his life to serving the next generation. Uh, and then I look some I look at someone like that father that couldn't live up to his responsibilities for whatever reason, right? For 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 whatever reason. And I just think, man, wow. I wonder what would have what could happen, right? Jesus changed the world with 12 men. You know, what if the way I lead, the way I move, the way I talk to people, I wonder about how many people's lives somebody like Nate is going to impact. How many future fathers that would have left their children 
just think about generational sin, the whole idea of the apple doesn't fall very far from the tree. I wonder what would happen if there were more of us. Maybe it's not, maybe the calling is not to, to for you to start your own uh, impact center, right? But maybe it is the lead, you, you know, everybody that's around you. And I wonder the effect that one man could have on this great earth. And I don't think we'll ever know our true kingdom impact until we leave this great world. And I want to encourage someone listening, right? That the way you move, it matters. The way you look, it matters. The way that you the way that you get so frustrated at the drop of a hat at your family, at your kids, you could kill it at work, man, have the best stats in the district, highest numbers in the district. But I hate to know that I am the reason that the dynamic in the house shifts between my wife and children when I come home. That, my friend, is where we've missed it. And so holistically, how can we, AJ, and I'm going to throw this question to you, right where we are, how can we begin to develop a plan and run the play? And I want you to think about, while you're thinking about that, that answer, I want you to think about what I talked about with the blinders, getting hit, going through it, going through the mud, getting to a place, right? where we can remove those blinders off and then be able to be a blessing to those around us. Because, because seeing is a gift. Actual sight is a whole different thing, man. How can we begin to develop the play to run? And how can we, how can we run that thing, man? You know, man, uh, you know, as a coach, we, we have to call plays and you have to be decisive um, cause when you're not the kids sense it, um, that they know you're going at it half-hearted. Um, and you know, the key to running the play and executing the play is we, we always like as football coaches, for instance, we meet on Sundays, review the Friday night game, plan for the upcoming Friday night game. And sometimes bro, we can be in there for three, four hours. We can be in there eight or nine hours. Um, but it's all about we assess and review where we were at this Friday, how we played, look at the next team coming up on Friday, evaluate what they do. And a lot of times what we did last Friday, we have to change the game plan going into the next challenge. And I, I think that's a key to developing a plan as a man, as a human being, is you have to evaluate where you're at, which we've talked about in finishing, um, and come up with a plan to be like, I'm here. I want to go there. I'm doing this. This this is working. This isn't working. Eliminate the excuses and turn them into solutions, gain confidence in repetition and practice. Um, so for instance, if running the play for you is losing weight, the first step is getting up off the couch. All right. Nope. The only plan you've got to promise yourself is I'm going to get up off the couch every day. 
I'm going to cut Netflix off, put my phone down. I'm going to go walk for 20 minutes. But, AJ, that's going to hurt. I don't want to get in the batter's box. That, that I don't want to get hit. Hey, hey, bro, but what hurts worse, man? You're, you being – what hurts worse? Every daddy that I know walking their daughter down the aisle is an honor, right? That That's something they look forward to. It may pull at the heartstrings. I'm sure it does. Mm. But what's going to hurt worse is if your little girl's looking over you because you dead because of diabetes because daddy was too lazy to get up and move. Wow, that's deep, man. That that hey, my daughter's 14, just got her first boyfriend. Let me tell you something. I feel (laughs) that, bro. I feel that. I'm just saying it, it's it's all relevant to developing that game plan, whatever it is you want, you got to find that why. And it's like getting up and moving hurts. But the pain your little family, your little girls got to go through because daddy didn't take care of himself health-wise and they got to bury me, that probably hurts worse than getting up and moving and walking them steps or walking that mile or two miles. So, bro, you better get up and go. You got to have the motivation and the desire and conviction in your heart. I think that's where run the play comes in. And I tell kids this in baseball and football, if you don't believe in it, don't run it. Audible to the next play, shake the pitch, call off, because it's ultimately about the conviction in your heart as a human being, what you want to do and do it. So if you don't agree with my pitch suggestion, that's fine. Throw what you want because you're going to be 100% better if you do it with conviction in your heart than sitting here just taking my suggestion. And I think that's how a lot of people fail to live life is they go with what Bobby, Tommy, and Joe suggesting instead of what's on their conviction in their heart. All my buddies do real estate. All my buddies in sales, they're making all this money. Cool. But guess what? If that ain't your conviction and your calling, you stepping out of alignment because your conviction should be leaving the most impact. And if your impact's in coaching, in public speaking, in ministry, that's where the impact's going to be everlasting because you're going to have far more people standing over your casket at the end of your life, bro, than the number one regional sales director for whatever company it is that you hustling and chasing. You see what I'm saying? I see what you're saying. And inside that that uh, inside that play, you've got banks to run on. OK, you've got sidelines, right? You've got you've got banks inside of your purpose. And as long as you're staying inside of of those banks, absolutely what you're saying, um, if, if 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 your conviction is stronger than what is going on around you, man, you've got to run your play as long as they're within those banks. I think a lot of us uh, going back to that stubborn guy, I think there's a lot of us who who try to who try to walk that line a little too much. We try to we try to take a step out of bounds to get around getting hit, right? And so we hope, way, we hope no one notices, man. But the Bible clearly tells us, I read us this morning uh uh in Proverbs and it talks about uh honorable scales are righteous to God. And so I want to ask somebody, who are you becoming? What are what do your scales look like on a day-to-day basis? What what type of person are you when no one's looking, right? And in order to run that play and live off of conviction, I need you to understand that conviction, right, is completely different than selfishness. Conviction is completely different 
than just being a renegade wanting to do my own thing because I'm pissed at somebody. Mm -hmm. All right. Conviction comes from your relationship with the with the Lord, with the word of God. Conviction comes from your foundation, bro. And so when I'm living out my purpose, when I'm running my play, I'm doing it from a solid foundation so that I can be within the banks and I can also be wise, man. And so I can know when I need to adjust, when I need to trim the fat, when I need to just stay the course, when it's raining and I'm just trying to find shelter, man, because even dogs know how to get out of the rain. Right. Mm -hmm. And so so even if I'm caught up and I'm stuck in the mud, man, I'm trying not to lose traction. Exactly, exactly. And it's it's one of the things that, you know, you said something to me Saturday up there in Atlanta at uh, Change Church at Ford um, uh, after E.T. got done talking. You're like, you know, uh, we were just talking about career and life. And you're like, you know, the biggest thing, the biggest trap you can get caught in, man, is them golden handcuffs. It's providing everything that you may need, but it ain't the full conviction of desires of everything you want and maybe destined to be, um, which would create that stuck, comfortable, questionable feeling that I feel a lot of people fight, man, is, you know, they're stuck in the golden handcuffs as it's providing everything I need. It's paying my bills. Family's got groceries, roof over my head. That's cool. But every day I go to bed, bro, there's that inner lion that's just roaring. That's like, I know there's a bigger purpose. I know there's a bigger plan. And I know I was designed and I am capable of doing more. What is that thing? And I think that goes into what we talk about running the play, your conviction, finding your path to purpose is I think that the voice of purpose is that voice when you lay down at night that you sit there and it's like, man. I'm just wearing these golden handcuffs. I'm just settling. I'm just chilling. And I ain't meant to chill. I hate chilling. How can I go? Let's go. Let's get up. Let's go make an impact. Let's inspire and motivate not just the wiregrass, the world, dog. The whole world in Path to Purpose land over there in the Middle East. We see you. We hear you. We're coming for you. You got a speaking gig over there. Book us. We'll, we'll hop on a jet and fly to wherever that is. Exactly. Um, We'll get the Atlas out and figure it out. Um, just that kind of energy. And uh, it's one of them things, man, when you're wearing them golden handcuffs, you feel like you are stuck because you see that your basic needs are met, but your inner desire and conviction and passion ain't being met. And that's a dangerous game, bro. Thank so you for that time to feel that. So here's what I want to do for the last minute. I want I want somebody to just I, – I, I want I want to ask, what is your inner line saying? You know, there's a song, uh, Elevation Worship, and uh, and 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 Brandon Lake. It might be Maverick City with them. I'm not a big music buff. I'm more on the messages side of things. But uh, it's it's called Lion, and I want to encourage somebody uh, to listen to it. I'm not going to sing it, but oh, in essence, yeah, noise, hey, in essence, you know, it's it's like Hail Hail Lion of Judah, let your lion roar. And so I want to ask you if you are one of those.
that goes to bed at night with a feeling and a desire and something pulling at those golden handcuffs, something pulling at you that says, hey, there's got to be more to life than this. I want to ask you, will you listen to that inner lion? Outside of that, man, run the play man that's all i got baby run the play run the play man so hey guys uh great session great week uh encouraging is is the encouragement of the day run the play